0: welcome to this week's episode of soccer neophytes podcast there was some tottenham liverpool drama to say the least wolves <laughs> wolves upset oh, City. villa pound brighton hove and albion and luton town get their first win It was an exciting weekend. It sure was. There was Just get no, going. There was so much going on, uh, and we'll jump right into it. Tottenham Liverpool. That was our neophyte match, so we get to let him speak first. We dubbed this. I mean, there's been a, a season-long debate on which team is actually better. We said whoever won this would clearly be crowned, but I'm not sure it's so clear. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. Lundberg, ne- this is as a neophyte. Uh, fill us in. What were your observations? If I remember, you were you were focused on
1: Tottenham particularly, right? Yeah, focused on Tottenham. Um, Haven't really watched them yet. I I do love the kits. I will say it's probably the best looking squad in the Premier League that I've seen so far. So I am going to continue to harp on that piece because that does play into if I'm going to be wearing a kit for the next, you know, 30 years. Like, I I like the way that they looked on the pitch. Uh, But no, I mean, fun game, obviously. You guys are going to have so much banter to go about the cards and the offsides and all the nonsense i kind of enjoyed just kind of separating that out and just watching the game um and loved you know specifically for the for spurs i'm not going to say the spurs because i was told last week that's not appropriate um yeah, no. specifically for spurs uh, I loved watching Madison like there was I mean, he, uh, he just it was so and I don't know if he always plays that well. And this is obviously, Andrew, you can speak to this of if if that was just an out of his mind type performance. But so good. So many great through balls. I mean, one of them that that they called uh, offsides later in the game was was I mean, my favorite one just off his right foot. But yeah, the com- the combination play between him and song was fantastic. Love to see that. Um, I honestly felt a little bit I mean I was obviously I I was watching Spurs but that early red uh, I thought was absolutely ridiculous on Liverpool so the fact that it went 11-10 right at the start I kind of felt like they got they got an unfair break and so I, I kind of expected them to do more obviously Liverpool played really really well Obviously, why but- do you let's let's
0: let's sit on the red card because it is our one yes. and only red card of the week. Um Why do you
1: think that's ridiculous, a ridiculous red card? It it looked like he was going for the ball and he caught the top of the ball as he went through. So it didn't look. And again, I don't know the rules. So this is where it probably this is a good like what. What should I be expecting that call should be? Was it a good call? Was it not? Is that arguable? Because and I'm not a Liverpool guy. I actually don't really like Liverpool, but I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a that's a cheap red. Like I didn't think that should be a red at all. So it inform me how where I may be wrong. I don't know if you're that
0: if you're that wrong. I mean, Tim and I, you could read through Tim and my probably 30 combined text messages arguing back and forth about it. Um, I think that a couple things, one, the biggest point of debate in my opinion is did the Tottenham player get to the ball first? In my opinion, it looks like he does, but I've only seen the one angle. Um, Tim, Tim says it's debatable whether he got to the ball first to me, okay. it looks like he touches it and then the ball hits Curtis Jones and Jones's leg or foot goes over the top. Sure. I think uh, I think it's an unfortunate red because of how his ball hits or how his foot hits the ball and then hits the the shin. But a couple things that go against him: One, he's late. So if you're late, I mean, with this is insane, right? These guys are like the best athletes in the world. Right. And we're talking about like milliseconds. So again, it's like, is it an unfortunate red? Yes, because, but he is late and the, the optics, the, I mean, the studs go straight into his shin, the way his leg bends, everything about it, it looks vicious. So even if he makes contact
1: with the ball before, cause that's what I can't understand. I mean, I, I understand because, the late piece. I understand if, if, if you're late, if you still make contact with the ball first before hitting yeah. the player, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, it should be a card, a hundred percent, but a straight red. uh and again, I'm not, I'm not a Liverpool guy. So I, I'm, I'm the unbiased, if anything, I want Liverpool to get a straight red because I really don't have any. Yeah. yeah. So I still, I still struggle. So I I had that kind of sitting in my gut the whole rest of the game. And not that I wasn't, I wasn't pulling for anybody, but I definitely wasn't, po- you know, interested in Liverpool winning that game. It, it, it was fun. The, the, the the hoopla the the stadium it it, it, it was an enjoyable game to watch it, and it was entertaining because it went one man down to two man down and the, the and then you then you get a goal like the 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 way that the goal came about with the own goal at the end oh and I, I mean just I, I, I give credit to the, the, the I mean the right wing the cross was fantastic like you put the ball in a dangerous I mean to me that was the the quarterback going. I need a pass interference call. I'm going to throw it up and draw a flag. I mean, that, that's what that was. That's, that's totally. exactly how it felt. It's like fire a ball in there and see what happens. Yep. And good stuff happens. So it, it felt a little, it, it all felt cheap. Other than the fact that both teams, I think, played well. I think Liverpool probably played better considering the circumstances that they were put under. Um, I mean, Tottenham deserved the point. I think because hey, they're at home the card situation yeah you expect it but it didn't leave me feeling if I was a Tottenham fan I wouldn't walk away from that going wow what a victory other than that felt like a Seahawks win honestly when they when they when they play horrible and they pull a bunch of nonsense out of the hat and they walk away with a victory and you're so exhausted by the end of it and you're excited and you have great memories but you're not walking away from the, from, from the game going, Oh, like, yeah, we're a really, really good club or we're a good team. It's more, that was fun. And I'll never forget that game, but what does it really say about who we are? So I don't know.
0: Maybe similar to to the way I felt with wolves. Like we're not better than wolves or we're not better than city, but we gonna beat them and I will take three points all day.
1: For sure. So I don't. I don't know. This is you know going go to our our in house Spurs fan. Like, do you feel good about getting three points in that game? The you way know that he it does. happened? Like, do you feel better about your team now <laughs> than you he did before the does. game? That's you know the who you're talking
2: to. Do you know who you're talking to? Of course he does.
1: Well, let's hear. It. I,
0: I want to hear, it, Andrew. Andrew.
3: Okay. So I feel great about getting three points in that one. Um, I'm going to be honest, straightforward. Yeah, three points. God, that felt good. Um, I will say this outright. As someone who has been a Spurs fan for all of one and a quarter years, um, Liverpool's better. Wow. I hate to say it. Liverpool is so much better. Um, The fact that the Spurs only barely, only barely, only kind of got a win out of that one is um, it's hard. Um, you saw my text. I was texting you guys like, dude, um, trying not to say bad words. Fucking finish him, is what I said. And um, they could not. Liverpool is a very talented team. And um, right now I'm going to put City 1, Liverpool 2, and uh, Tottenham 3. I hate to say it.
0: Wow. I thought I was going to have to argue, but I don't.
3: No. <laughs> um Liverpool is better than Tottenham. I it's not fun to say out loud, but here I am.
0: My uh, my argument was going to be that they scored 3 goals and, and Spurs only scored 1. But yeah. You know, but
3: I know, but you saw that I'm own joking. goal at the no. end when he yeah. just dude, he ripped Back and nailed it into his own net. That was like the worst own goal I've ever seen. Yeah, that was that was insane.
2: Can I throw two things in on this this match?
3: Hundred percent. I feel
0: like Real you have. Red, I feel like you have some red card thoughts, and I want to hear those.
2: I Am do. I yeah, and it's yes. it's there's a precedence for that exact play, and even if you get the ball, if you end up going high, it, they don't care at all. And we saw that last year. It happened to Casemiro and I think it happened to someone else. I can't remember who else it was. Same thing like sliding in, you can see that their leg was going down on the ball, but they caught the top of it and it redirected their leg up. And anytime it's high, you're gonna get hit with the red card. That makes uh, sense. I think that's helpful that, to understand.
0: And I think that's I think that's why most commentary I heard is it that sucks. But you can understand why they've given yeah. it So
2: And it's going to be interesting. I didn't see follow-up, but I heard Liverpool is actually protesting the red card. Now, I I don't know if you know this, Lundberg, but if you protest a, a red card or contest a red card after the match, they'll review it, and they can rescind the red card. And if they rescind the red card, then the suspension for the next three games doesn't stand. But if you're wrong... And they do uphold the red card, they add a game to the suspension. So you end up missing four games instead of three. So if Liverpool is going to challenge this, which I think they'll they'll end up losing, unless they're just like, hey, we really effed them in this game. So yeah. maybe let's just <laughs> resend this red card and Liverpool will leave us alone about the uh the offsides.
1: Now is that only three games for a straight red as opposed to to a to two yellow? Yep. Yeah. So two yellows are okay.
2: just out for that game and then the game the after, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So Jota will miss the next game. Oh, see, this is this is all this is first time in 23-24 we've talked about red card penalties. So this yeah, is good. yeah. didn't know any and of
2: this. Though. What's crazy is the the red cards, they don't only apply to the league games. So how these other teams are playing like cup matches and league right. games, Champions League, as long as it's an EFL match then the suspension applies.
0: Got it. So it wouldn't count for Champions League, but it would count for Carabao Cup or
1: FA Cup. Okay. Yes. Interesting. The so,
0: other, the other, while we're doing some knowing is half the battle around cards, the other one is you get, you get suspensions for cumulative yellows across the season. So I think once you get 10 yellows, if you get, it's something like if you get 10 yellows before Christmas, you get a one match ban. So there's a big joke, like kind of ongoing joke that some guys will try and get their 10th yellow around Christmas so that they get a little extra break around the holidays.
1: Is it actually Christmas? Is it like, it's not
0: like a date.
1: It's Christmas. It's boxing
0: day. day. I think it's the halfway point of the season. And then it, it, it resets. And then there's a point towards the end of the year, like beginning of April or mid April or somewhere around there where, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Once you cross that barrier, it doesn't matter if you get any more
1: yellows, you don't get a suspension. That's great. I hope the rule book really doesn't give a date. It just gives the holiday. That's fantastic. <laughs> that <would be> <laughs> and the other thing is I, and I think so
0: pep, I don't know if you notice and we'll, we don't, we're not going to skip all the way to this match, but it's relevant pep was serving a suspension because i think they changed managers now can only get four yellow cards i don't know if anyone knows for sure but i think once a manager gets four yellows they get a suspension so pep was serving a suspension during that wolves match so got it now you know
2: now you know
0: and knowing is half the battle
2: yeah And then my last thought on the Spurs-Liverpool game is that as a fan of a mid-market, mid-table team, that outcome was exactly what everyone needed to uh, keep the race close. So with City losing, Liverpool losing, Spurs getting points, they're bunched up at the top, which as a fan of a mid-market, mid-table team, that's what I'm looking for right now
0: hundred percent it's three points separating first through sixth right now because also with the brighton loss to villa that kind of yeah. bumped. that was a that was what they call a six pointer
1: i have a follow-up question did yeah. you just say you were a fan of a mid-market team what yeah we're mid-table
2: uh we're the smaller club always fighting to to kind <laughs> of like find our footing and where we belong so
1: Interesting. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to ask further questions there. I'm just going to leave it. Leave it. Make leave, sure that just I leave it at I that. Made you say that leave one more time. So you guys know
0: I've been I've been advocating for the fact that United and Wolves are essentially like the equal team this season. So we're just like just barely above relegation zone. Just trying to find yeah. our footing. Um, it's so. hard
2: being a small fish in a big pond. So it is. Well, it is. As a United fan, we're trying to navigate these waters. Um, and just I did look it up. Uh, five yellow cards inside of your first 19 games. So it resets after the 19th game. So the midpoint of the season. Yeah, that's,
0: that sounds right. So right. Yeah. So right around Christmas.
2: And then uh, up until the 32nd match. So the 33rd match, it resets.
0: Got it. And after th- at 33rd and on, they don't even accumulate. I don't think, I think it's, you can get as many yellows as your heart desires.
2: I believe you're correct.
0: The only other thing I want to mention, well, we have to mention VAR and I don't want to mention it to (laughs) spend too much time on it because I hate talking about VAR. The only thing I want to mention for those who maybe haven't paid attention to this is, and this is so, I mean, this is just so insane that the reason that the offsides wasn't overturned is because VAR thought the on-field call was goal. And so when he communicated to the ref on the pitch, he said, VAR check complete. And so the on-field ref was like, okay, I guess it's offsides. What's what's insane. I mean, obviously there are layers and layers of what's insane about this and we don't need to get into it. But to me, The the biggest problem with this is when the VAR official who thought the goal counted saw his uh, colleague going to place a free kick on the pitch and not going to the center circle, why in the world does he not speak into the headphone and say, oh shit, I thought... You are having us check to see if we could confirm the goal. But instead, they just ignore it and move on as if nothing happened. This is the epitome of the problem with VAR. Do I think they should get rid of VAR? No. I saw Christian Pulisic. They had an interview with him. He thinks they should get rid of VAR. I don't think so. I do think it helps the game if it's used to get the call correct, not confirm or overturn a clear and obvious error which again we've gone over this many times i'm in favor of var as long as it's trying to get the calls correct
1: this whole thing I... makes the nfl like is it a catch <laughs> is it not a catch like th- like the nfl has it figured out compared oh. to this like i've never seen like this this is it the whole thing is i don't even talk about the act why it's awful it's this is the most profitable soccer league in the world, and I don't under—I don't understand like where the accountability. Like, is there an accountability? There's prize? none. There isn't. I think it's—I don't understand that. I think the problem. There's so much pride. I think it's pride
0: ultimately in the end. There's so much pride among these referees that that the on-field ref has all the power. So this is
1: making my skin crawl talking about it. So let's it's move. Horrible. I horrible. The I, other I, thing.
2: Is, like what I was thinking about, two things, and then we can move on. One, I love that the offsides call was so bad that VAR didn't even have to draw lines to go check complete. Like they literally just looked at it, they're like, oh, this wasn't so close. <laughs> totally. The second, the second thing I was thinking about is kind of to the point that you were just talking about. It's like there's one dude with all the authority on the pitch. That pitch is bigger than a football field, and we have like 19 officials at an NFL game. <laughs> we totally. can't add a second official that like you got one half i got the other half like we can't add someone else to like expand the eagle eye of the law
0: what's also funny is what's also funny is the nfl they have, if i'm remembering correctly nfl has like a review central in new york right yep. so they are watching a Every. half dozen to a dozen games at a time That place is probably super busy and crazy, right? These bars are watching one game, the game at the stadium that they're at. Like, they have one job to pay attention to the match. And they can't get it right. I mean, it's just, there's so many problems. Again, I just want to get
2: It's mind-blowing how they do it. Like, the centralized unit, like, And maybe it's because we're so used to American sports. Like, that's how the NBA does it. That's how MLB does it. That's how NFL does it. They all have a centralized location with a bunch of employees watching every game at the same time. Something comes up, boom, we're looking at it. Okay, let's move on. Like, how they send, like, one guy to go sit in the booth by himself and, like, watch the game. It's like, it makes no sense whatsoever. And there's no supervision over them either. That's like, that's like the even crazier part of all that of is like, okay, you send this one guy, but he doesn't even communicate to like a centralized location to be like, Hey, did we get this right? Can someone help us out? Let's get another look at it. Nope. It's just, okay. You made the call in the field. I'm making the call up here. We're good. Let's move on.
0: I mean, imagine if you, imagine if we did this in our own, you see the pressure and you see the problems with this. Imagine if we did this in our own jobs where I work with, with Tim, <laughs> our contributor and imagine if like my job was in front of the entire world to say, Hey, Tim got this wrong. (laughs) Like Tim, you made a mistake. Like, but our, but he had so much power that I was kind of scared to contradict him. Right. Instead of like, it's cooperative to say, we want the best call to be made
1: the right call to be made. I don't know. Can't the owners force that, like, it feels like there's, you have all these out of, like, Europe, you between Saudi and all this money, this U.S. billionaire money coming into, don't they have some, like, leverage to be able to go, no, like, we're done with this. Like, the top, couldn't the socks the 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 top six clubs really push to have changes to, I don't know, uh, you feel like it, I don't understand it. You so that's hope. how
2: it works in american sports though like the nfl owners all get together and they're like these are the changes we want and they get implemented
0: yes so, yeah you would hope so but i don't know yeah all right i do want to just say allison made a couple of out like outstanding saves absolutely remarkable saves and so it should be noted that he he played a great match and, and saved liverpool on multiple occasions But guys, let's move on to really the most important match of the weekend, the match that keeps the title race close. And that is Wolves somehow beating Manchester City. There is nothing in my life that could have predicted this outcome. Nothing. (laughs) City. So I need to remind you and our listeners that City also lost midweek. They lost to Newcastle in the Carabao Cup. That was part of my reasoning to think, oh, hell, Pep is going to open a can of whoop-ass on us because he hates to lose. So there were all these factors that I thought Wolves were going to lose, one being that Wolves have not played well (laughs) and City is City. But Wolves played amazing. They moved to a back five. Um, The defenders played remarkable. Holland barely touched the ball. Um, uh, Craig Dawson just man marked him to death and it was it was just a remarkable display um, Pedro Neto with an amazing run that turned into an own goal. Uh, Julian Alvarez scored a goal for City that was just beautiful off a free kick and then was- Korean guy scored uh, for the <laughs> game winner for Wolves. So if you don't yeah. know that whole story I was gonna
2: say did did Pep call him Korean guy in an interview or something? Like because I saw the memes online and everything.
0: Yeah. So early in the week, or like the day before, Pep was in an interview and he was irritated because the question that the interviewer asked was something like, So pretty easy matchup coming, you know, for you guys this weekend. And Pep is like, Yep, yep, all the Premier League matches are so easy for us. You know, so he was he was kind of already kind of frustrated at the question. But then he he goes, yeah, you know, Wolves have a lot of good quality, a lot of great attacking uh, guys. They've got Mateus Cunha and um, Pedro Neto and uh, the Korean guy. And dude, Wolves Twitter was just up in arms and and rightly so. Right. Like his job is to not just know all the opponents in the league, but even most specifically the opponent that you're playing the next day. I mean, it's, it's a pretty bad look for him. So I just really,
2: I I just want to defend pep just slightly. Like I, I get it. I get the outrage and like the upsetness, but also like part of me is like, he's in this interview. They don't know the questions they're going to ask. He's speaking a language that is not his native tongue. And they're asking questions and he's listing players and just kind of forgets the guy's name. Like I give him grace in that situation, but I get, I get why Wolves fans would be upset. Like I get it. I'm not excusing it, but I understand both sides. I think it's hilarious
0: though. <laughs> oh man. And then Wolves Twitter was so great. Like when, when yeah. Hwang scored, They didn't even put his name on the score graphic. They just put the Korean guy. I mean, Wolves Twitter is so good. Their TikTok, they had a TikTok that came out later too. That was really good. Um, It was just, it was a great match. It was great. Uh, Mateus Nunes, um, he transferred to city. I don't know if you remember all that drama when we went over that, but he went on strike, sat out, wouldn't play for Wolves. And I think this is, wolves intentionally, but during the week they released more information about how it went down and it was even worse than kind of, we thought. And so wolves fans were even more pissed. So every time he touched the ball, wolves booed. I mean, it was every single time it was so loud and pep pulled him at halftime. And I don't know if it was just because he felt like it was a distraction to his team or if Nunez was actually playing so bad, or he felt like he was affected, but I mean, just everything you could hope for kind of came came together uh, for Wolves. So uh, much needed three points, three points we didn't think we'd get. And so uh, definitely a great match.
2: I also, I didn't know Pep had a sideline suspension for the game. So like when I was flipping around and he was sitting up in the stands, I literally just thought he was taking like, he's like, I'm going to, you know, like in preseason football where they're like, <laughs> Hey, we're going to let Kyler Murray call plays in the third quarter. I thought he was like, I'm going to let my assistants go ahead and run the game today. Like, I had no idea.
0: Like, we really think Wolves are shit. Like, I'm just going (laughs) to let these other guys (laughs) give some other guys a chance to coach. (laughs) Well, that's all we need to spend on Wolves. But I was very excited about that match, obviously. Um, the the other match that just was mind boggling, which we I think probably most of us woke up to on Saturday morning, and that was uh, Villa beating Brighton six one. I I don't know I I mean I've only watched the highlights, obviously slept through it, but I don't know what to make of both of those teams. Brighton has looked dominant at times; they seem so good, and then they just crumbled against against villa. Villa started off the season not as good. They've obviously played a lot better recently. They're up I think to 5th in the league. Uh they just jumped over Brighton with that victory. Um on goal differential. On goal differential, but still like I don't know, what did you guys think?
2: I I mean other than like Clearly city and Liverpool are the two best teams in the league right now. It's anyone's race for three and four and five. And I don't know, Wolves just beat city. What the hell do we know? So I, this is, this is a wild start to this season. At least like the, the years that we've been doing this, there's been a front run. Like it's usually city, but last year was Arsenal and then they finally got caught at the end of the season. But there's always been someone who like races out and gets a big point lead. And then it's like, who can catch them? And this is the first time where it's bunched up. Literally one through six are within three points.
0: Yeah. Last year at this time, there were three teams bunched up that high Arsenal city and, and Tottenham again, of course, which (laughs) always makes me laugh. It's good to remember. It doesn't always last.
2: It It does. Just like Andrew, it didn't last long. (laughs)
0: That's on his uh, Hinge page, I think.
3: Um, anyways,
0: <laughs> we lost Andrew, so that's why he's not defending himself. I don't know where he is. Uh, and we have to celebrate Luton Town getting their yeah. first Premier League victory. Well done, Luton. First Premier League victory, but getting it over Everton.
2: Yeah, so great. Right. That felt on so good.
0: On the road, too. So. Um,
2: the road. Um and they play again tomorrow. They got the makeup game tomorrow. Um so Luton and Burnley. So unless there's another unless there's a draw there, one of those teams is gonna be further in relegation or climb out of relegation. So well
0: Luton's Luton's already out of relegation. So even a I mean they would have to lose by two goals to Burnley, three goals to Burnley to to be left to leapfrogged by them. Yeah. Um but if luton i mean if luton wins that match i mean they could they could bump up above wolves even so uh yeah luton out of the relegation zone which is great for them they got burnley in that makeup game tomorrow so that should be fun it's always nice to have extra extra bonus soccer midweek yeah uh Chris, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but United, uh their worst start in 34 years. We know there's Let's been- go. <laughs> we know there's lots of injuries. Uh yeah. There's uh any any comments you want to make about United?
2: Um Rashford has regressed right yeah. now. Yeah. It's a little sad to see. Um he needs to get that form that he had at the end of last year back the post uh, world cup rashford was sensational i have not seen that guy in a while so i would love for him to return home um I, it's just the injuries have become comical like i literally open twitter in the morning and i look to see who is going to be out for the next 3 months today and it's it's every week there's two more guys so it's it's tough to overcome that stuff liverpool had this happen to them last season. And that's why they started so slow and they had an amazing run to end the season. And that's why it's not surprising that Liverpool is as good as they are this year being healthy. So it's just, it's tough to overcome that stuff, especially when it's always to your defenders. Like you can usually get away with it when it's your strikers and your, you know, your wings that attack because teams load up on those guys. And it's like one guy may not be as good as the other, but they're usually relatively close Um, But when you start losing defenders and you've lost, you know, three of your top four defenders, four of your like top, like five of your top seven, I want to say the whole back line, that's where it's so hard to overcome. So the fact that like we're starting Harry Maguire and (laughs) Lindelof, which is like the back line of three years ago when they were a total shit show, like nothing surprises me at this point. So um, you know, bummer, Lisandro Martinez, who's been their best defender is going to miss the next three months. He had surgery today. Um, God knows when we're going to see Luke Shaw, Aaron Juan Bissaka, Tyrell Malassia back. So the defense is just in shambles. Yeah, it's brutal. And you've got
0: a European campaign to wage as well. So it's not yeah, like you're Andrew. built, you're built to withstand, uh, Europe, not withstand all those injuries. So, uh, yeah, here's the,
2: and here's the, play, big uh,
1: no, no, go for it. Sorry.
2: I was just going to say real quick, they play Gallicesteri tomorrow yeah, the in the Champions Church. League, which is where Pastor Fred was sent off to in this. So I guarantee you, just because God hates me, Fred's going to get a hat trick tomorrow, guys.
1: Oh, that,
0: that's – I thought you were going to say a goal, but that's, that's – No, bad. no, no. He's going to get a hat trick.
1: That's funny. Lundberg, what were you going to say? No, bigger question, who you take in as the better squad right now? Chelsea? Or man you? Um like today. Yeah, I mean Chelsea actually didn't
2: look bad today. It was very sad to watch them like actually put in a performance and win a game. Um I know it was. So that that was rough. But Fulham has sucked lately, so it wasn't all that surprising. I think I don't there know, was, it would be fascinating really, to see those two teams. Those teams to be, need to play each other just for fun.
0: To be honest, I think Chelsea had like maybe 20 minutes where they looked good, but that was so boring. Like it was, it was that was one of the most, I mean, you would think it was nil nil. I mean, there was the 81 seconds of madness where, you know, Chelsea scored those two goals, but there wasn't a lot else that happened in that match.
2: Yeah. They don't play United doesn't play Chelsea till December 6th. So, uh, hopefully by then United is returning players from these ridiculous injuries and uh, we won't even have to worry about it. But I mean, if you're asking me who would I rather watch, I would absolutely rather watch United. And that's not even just like the United fan in me because sure. United tries to play a system, like a, a very team oriented system, play out from the bat, you know, use your passes to create space. That's a whole lot more fun than like Chelsea just seems like they're just run around crazily, hope that someone gets like a through ball. It's almost like playing like a six-year-old in FIFA, you know, where they're just like constantly putting through balls and hoping one connects. But it's good. Yeah, I don't know. I I would rather watch United injury-depleted United is more fun to watch than full strength Chelsea. That's good.
0: I I well, Ch- well Chelsea. i definitely, I'm with you there. Chelsea's definitely not full strength, but yeah, uh, that's true. Chelsea's had quite a handful of injuries themselves, but. I would agree. This sure. Chelsea team is not very fun to watch. <laughs> Murdoch is so fast. Like I want him to get going. Nico, Nico Jackson just hasn't shown up. He didn't <laughs> play it. Like I want these guys. They look like they should be exciting and they just aren't. They aren't. So. Well, speaking of uh, the Chelsea Fulham game for American watch. Tim Ream gave away the second goal on just a horrible pass um that then they took and he tried to clear it and deflected straight to um Bron- Bronja Bronja the the second yes. goal scorer for uh, for Chelsea so bad luck for him Matt Turner had he had a foul that wasn't called a foul. He just obliterated uh, uh, an attacker, and they didn't call a foul. He almost had an own goal off the back of his body. I mean, it was a rough. It was a rough weekend for Americans uh, in the Premier League. Uh, let's move on to the best and the Weghurst. Uh, <laughs> I, my, my best of, of the weekend, obviously Wolves get the victory, but at the end of the match, Wolves fans were chanting noon as noon as what's the score noon as what's the score noon as noon as what's the score noon as what's the score. And I just love that shit. So that, that was my best, um, You can even see like there's an angle where there it's like an on the pitch angle and it shows a couple of the players. And as the chant starts, you can see a couple of them kind of smirk. So um, I thought that was, that was pretty great. And my Weghorst was Kai Havertz getting a goal because of Arsenal charity. So (laughs) there was a penalty uh in that game they won four four nil and I think the third or fourth goal they had two pens in that game um Odegaard got the first one and then the second one they gave to Havertz and he scored it because he hadn't scored yet for them and that just Havertz is not a, a fan favorite on the pod for any of us <laughs> and it just pisses me off that they gave him a charity goal for a pen it would have
2: been so amazing if he would have missed oh gosh he would or have could you, like They might have just sent him back to Germany if he had missed wide or something like didn't even get it on, on goal at all. I like
0: love if I step as a, if I were a fan. So if I look at it from Titus's point of view, it's a smart move. Let's try and get this guy some confidence. Like I appreciate like soccer had a goal. Soccer scored the first and he didn't take either of the penalties. Like soccer could add a hat trick. So I appreciate, like, as a teammate or as a fan of a club, uh, wanting to get everyone involved, try and build some confidence for one of your players. But uh, as a neutral and as someone who actively does not think Havertz is any good, it was my horse of the week.
1: <laughs> you got anything, Lomberg? uh we already talked about them both but again luton with the first win well yeah. done Luton, best and the weggers I, I i'm not going to get into var and officiating again so we'll leave it at that it, it's it's horrendous so
2: i am 100 on board with you those would have been the two that i chose best is the luton worst is the VAR. so good work lundberg yeah hey doing my best chris Oh, is it best bet time, guys? It is. It is. Well, then it's time for me to let you know that this is the best bet brought to you by FanDuel. Um, we sucked this week, guys. Dude, like we sucked. So, uh, we all lost. Um, a couple of us took Fulham over Chelsea today. Uh, that one didn't cash for me or Tim or Nate. Uh, or Nate. And then Andrew's on this run of trying to pick draws, which is like the worst bet you can make, I, I think. That's why the odds are always so stacked. Um he took Bournemouth and Arsenal to draw. He was really close. He was only off by four goals in that match. So um, you know, he lost that one. An and an Asterisk and,
1: around mine. Throw an asterisk on mine. Okay, I'm gonna I will I will be very will proud that of that. my pick.
2: You got boned. You absolutely got boned if the uh, EFL had any sort of cojones, they would call you right now and apologize and refund your hundred dollar bet that you made. And actually they should give you the $300 that you should have won. Uh, Cause you took Spurs Liverpool draw, which yes. everyone knows should have been a draw. Yes. Should it have though? I mean, well, I no, Liverpool you, is
0: probably Liverpool actually should have won. <laughs> so if we really want, if you want to undo all of the mistakes, then Liverpool should have won. So I, yeah. so I understand where you're going, but, Yes, and I'll just and take yeah, the hundred
1: back. Just the hundred. Yeah, yeah, I don't that's, agree. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Yes, yeah.
2: there's no, there's no room for greed here. We're not no. going greedy. Um, yeah, that game should have been. If that's a normal game, well officiated, not screwed over by VAR, that's Liverpool four-one probably. So, all right, that brings us to this week, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm I've been waffling after today's, um final for Chelsea I told you anytime that you can get whoever Chelsea's playing at more than plus 250 then you gotta take it so uh but Chelsea showed up today and won but I'm still gonna pick against them so I'll leave I'll lead this off um Burnley plays Chelsea this week and it's at Burnley and here's the beauty of me waffling is that with Chelsea's win today the odds went up it's now a plus 390. And I'm gonna stick with it. It's almost four to one. Burnley over Chelsea at home plus three ninety. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, Nate, what do you got going on this week?
0: Against my better judgment, I'm taking Wolves plus 240 over Villa. But yeah. honestly, I do think it's a Derby match. Uh, it's at Wolves. Uh, if you can get 240 uh at home with a team who's played really well against tough opponents should like sh- from my opinion they should have drawn with united they played a great first half against liverpool and they beat city they should be up for this game against villa plus 240 odds are remarkable for a team at home that has shown flashes of playing really well so i'm taking wolves
2: all right i like the support um now tim is not on he's our contributor he is to the shock of nobody finally i think this might be one of the first times he's been able to take his hometown team liverpool at a plus so they are still the favorites in this match um but they're just slightly the favorites and actually they're at a plus 120 this week they are uh on the road at brighton um slight favorites but still plus money so uh $100 Hundred dollar bet will cash you 120, which is actually pretty dang good. I like that bet, Tim. Um, and God knows what you're gonna get from Brighton. They're either gonna score four goals or give up seven.
0: That's that's why I would stay, that's why I personally stayed away from this bet, is I just don't know what Brighton team we're gonna get. So, but Tim knows what Liverpool team he's gonna get. So
2: Yeah. Go and then it. the uh our good friend Andrew, who uh disappeared tonight. We have no idea where he went. He said he'll be right back, and he didn't be right back. um We also don't have any idea who his best bet is, so should we assign him one?
0: Well, well he, I like that. He... What did he say? In text, he said... He said Luton over Chelsea, which is like... In two weeks. In two, Like... <laughs> give, give him Luton over Tottenham. He... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Listen, he took Luton over Chelsea, which is <laughs> Luton's, it's like four <laughs> matches away. It's Luton plays twice away. this week and neither game is against
2: Chelsea. <laughs> and their next
0: game isn't against Chelsea either. The the third <laughs> game is against Simon Forest. I don't even know what he was looking at.
2: He needs to get a job. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> um, I don't want to give him Luton over Tottenham because that's plus 600 and it, it's probably going to hit and he's going to start burning all those cards again.
1: Compromise. Compromise. Give him give him Luton over Burnley tomorrow morning. Okay.
2: What do you think, Nate? I was thinking either that or Bournemouth over Everton, but I actually like the Bournemouth over Everton plus 280 bet.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's fine.
2: Well, which one? Give him the Luton over Burnley.
1: Yeah. Give him Luton over Burnley. Give him Luton. He 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 miss he misidentified Luton's game, so he gets Luton one way or the other.
2: All right. So he's taking Luton plus one eighty over Burnley and that match is tomorrow. So make a match from them not having their stadium ready to be played in the Premier League. So <laughs> yep. all right. And that means our last best bet
1: is to you, Lundberg. Who you got this week, bud? You know, I, I didn't feel great about any of them like you guys have, but uh I think Forest is better than we think they are. And I don't think Palace is as good as we they may be showing on the table. So I'm taking Forest on the Road at a plus two eighty to take down Crystal Palace. I like that one, to be honest with you. Um
2: I I do have a firm rule in my life that I won't bet against my own my own team so like i'll never bet against the suns the cardinals the diamondbacks um i'll never bet against united but brentford at plus 420 is really tempting as a better um may not be one to shy away from so all right well that is best bet brought to you by FanDuel. gamble responsibly drink responsibly drink and gamble responsibly.
0: Thank you, Chris. Uh, we are going to look at next week's match. Chris Lundberg, you are going to uh, focus on Brentford over United.
1: Or hey, not over United. You? Whoa. It's a good, good whoa.
0: Not Brentford over United. You're going to focus on Brentford. I that was a that was an interesting faux pas there mate. that was that was a it faux pas. wasn't a
2: faux pas I was on purpose he's a dick
0: <laughs> I wish <laughs> um a little thing a little bit to know about Brentford uh they were founded in 1889 their manager is a, a guy named Thomas Frank he has been with them so we we talked I think last week about kind of manager turnover uh he's been with them for I think four seasons now. So uh, he's been with them throughout their premier league journey. They play at Brentford community stadium, which is a, a newer stadium. Uh, it started in, in 2020. And uh, that I think it was, it was that year that they actually got promoted. They finished third in the championship, but won their, their promotion semi or playoff final So they got promoted to their first season back in the premier league was 2021 22. Um, their, their stadium's small, they're a smaller club. It was their first time back in the top flight, I think since before, uh, world war two. So, Oh, wow. They're kind of like a Luton like small club. I mean, people didn't really think much of them, but, but they finished 13th their first season up and they finished ninth last season, which was, which was really remarkable. Um, and, uh, they've started off. Okay. This season they're currently in 14th, but they've had a really poor form over the last, uh, five, they won their first match. Um, and then, their last five, though, they drew against Palace. They drew against Bournemouth, lost to Newcastle, lost to Everton, and then drew against Forrest. So um, I don't really know what to make of them this year. But one of the big things is they're without their striker, Ivan Tony, who is a prolific goal scorer and also a prolific gambler on Premier League soccer. And so right. he is currently banned uh from playing. So they're without him. Um I'm sure that that affects them quite a bit. Um, but some other guys to keep an eye out on. Norgard is their uh captain. He's a midfielder. Ben Mee is is a defender. I know you like defenders. He's he's pretty solid. Brian and Bueno is their their goal scorer. He has four goals on the year. Um, he's a forward Uh, Matthias Jensen is another midfielder to keep your eye out on. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they fare against United. I think for both clubs, uh, this is one of those matches that I think, I mean, every match tells us something, but um, I think if United struggles with Brentford, it tells us a little bit more about where United is. Um, If, if United runs away with this match, then I think it shows us that Brentford maybe is, is going to be towards the bottom of the table this season. But, um, again, we'll, we'll see, but those are some people to keep your eyes out on, um, match of the week before we get to the match of the week, we do have champions league this week, United and Arsenal play tomorrow, which is Tuesday. And, Newcastle and city play on Wednesday. The rest of the premier league teams play on Thursday in Europa and the conference league. There's really two big matches, one massive match over the weekend, arsenal and city, the teams that finished one and two last year uh, they face off this weekend. So that should be uh, a really important match. And I think also Arsenal hasn't lost this season and other than this week, hasn't looked dominant in any of their matches. And so be really exciting to see how they do against city. Um, and then I think the other match I think is interesting for me is Brighton and Liverpool. I think that should be a really interesting match to see where those two teams stand.
2: For sure. And again, as a mid market, mid table club, hoping that there's a man city arsenal draw this week. Yeah. It's best outcome for everybody, guys.
0: Best outcome for everybody. Any other closing thoughts, gentlemen?
2: I just wish the Glazers the Glazers would just sell the team already. Sell the team. Yeah. Do it. And then I hope they buy Wolves. That's what they should do. <laughs> That's no, the move. Sell United, buy Wolves.
0: That sounds horrible. No, thank <laughs> you. I will say Fosen out, though.
2: Yeah. Well, we all want our owners out. They suck.
0: It's true. Bye, guys.
2: Good night. Bye, guys.